Crafty Mama Mer, a podcast for all things crafting, mom life, and Miranda. My name is Miranda, and welcome to my podcast. Today, I'm here with Reagan. Hi. <laughs> and Reagan and I, we connected on Instagram, and we're going to sit down today and talking about Healing Through Holism, her company, and what energy healing is. And Reagan's going to just be here to educate us. So, Reagan, if you want to just kick it off and give us a little background about who you are, your company and what your mission is, and then a little touch on energy healing. We'll start there. Yeah, cool. Well, thanks for having me on. I'm really excited to talk with you, Miranda. So my name is Reagan Rios. I'm the owner, CEO of my business called Healing Through Holism. And I named it that specifically because I wanted to be able to help people. That was my original, like, I want to help people. Now I'm really focused on helping women specifically to come back into their bodies, to feel at home in them, in themselves, to feel more confident and empowered through looking at their healing with a holistic view. And I don't necessarily mean like all organic foods and all the minerals (laughs) and supplements. I'm just like, let's talk about your mental health. Let's talk about your trauma, your emotional health, your physical health. Because for me, when I first started like really deep diving, it was because I was undoing a whole lot of like self-hate, self-loathing programming. Yeah. And then the next big step for me was like addressing my physical health because I didn't have enough energy to even like begin to have the mental capacity to take on my emotional healing from decades of trauma. So my mission for my business is really just that to help women like overcome trauma from the past so that they can more easily handle it. Like we're not going to eradicate stress right. and, and <laughs> all of the hard things, but just like feel more confident handling what comes your way because life doesn't stop. Right. Exactly. Ever. Um, so I just want to give women the tools to where they feel confident to traverse life and all of its challenges in a holistic view. So, and you and I mission. had, you and I had kind of talked about, um, I had sent you a couple questions before the podcast. And so you would, how you would explain it is you do like coaching. Is that what it is? Or how would you explain what you do like through your business model? So there's a couple things that I do. The biggest thing is, I guess the overarching name of it could be considered coaching. Um, There's a lot of different healing modalities I use that address stagnant or stuck trapped emotions in your body. So you can release that, let it go, like let go of some baggage Mm-hmm. and have like more emotional space. A lot of that's done through, I do hypnotherapy. I do a healing modality called the emotion code and the body code. That's to find imbalances like in your organs, in your muscles, in your bones. In and how like- do you do those? Yeah. Oh, fun question. So there is this scientific term is called, um, it's called kinesiology. There we there go. We go. <laughs> I never use that word. So it's a fancy word for muscle testing. And basically what it comes down to is like quantum physics, which sounds really broad, but like everything's made out of energy, everything like on a molecular level, everything's just like vibrating energy, which means even though we might have like states in between us on an energetic level, we're still connected. If we're in person, then I can muscle test on your body. And what that looks like is like, you can put out your hand or your arm And I push on your arm with just enough force and you give me just enough resistance that your subconscious mind can actually give us yes and no answers. Is this, is is this the test where people will like stand and like fall forward or backwards? Yes. Yes. You can do the sway test. That's one way that I usually teach people. Like if I'm teaching people how to do it on themselves, 
I'll teach them that. Or um, I'll teach them how to use a pendulum, which sounds like really witchy and fun because it kind of <laughs> But you just like, you have a pendulum, mine's right next to me. And you just ask it to show you like a yes and it will start going a certain way. And then you say, show me a no. And then it will stop and it will start swaying the other way. And like, yeah. you don't have to do anything. It's trippy, but your subconscious mind, because it's connected to everything and it has no reason to lie to you. Like it's not your conscious mind getting in the way. It gives you yes and no questions so that you can find what's trapped in your body that's preventing you from having, you know, the mindset you want, from feeling comfortable dating, from feeling comfortable to start a business or to like advertise yourself and your goods and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I use muscle testing and because it can be done virtually because we're all energetically connected, that looks like we get on a Zoom or a phone call and then I muscle test for you. Like I basically ask your permission to connect to your energy and then I muscle test my body, but it's your subconscious answering me. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have a friend and she's like very strong in her faith and she's Christian and she talks about like, you can do the sway test and like, yes and no. And just, and so I think it's like whatever kind of higher power or what you believe in, you can. And yeah. so kind of going back to you saying like, it's witchy. And a lot of people think like anything. Yeah. I, I did post on my story, like, oh, what questions do you have for here? And one person like had responded, like, <laughs> Jesus Christ is the only savior, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but but this stuff like can be connected because like, yes. so I we don't need to right. get into that, that whole wormhole of a conversation. <laughs> but um, I just wanted to say like, I had two things that popped in my mind. One, my friend who is very Christian and very strong in her faith, and she does the sway test um, because your body will tell you what you need to know. And I think that kind of ties into your healing through holism, that people, our bodies will tell us what we need. We just have to listen to them. Kind of where you said you have your subconscious and your conscious mind. But another thing that I thought of was when I was in college, I was um, a communication major, but my capstone was intercultural health communication which was a fascinating class by my one of my favorite professors ever. But in the class, we were talking about different cultures and what they do for health and healing. Mm-hmm. And they started talking about Reiki. And I was yeah. like, what is Reiki? Like, I literally had never heard about it in my life. I went to College of St. Benedict, which is an all-women's Catholic school. And so they said, cool. oh, well, one of the nuns practices, if you want to like learn more about it. And That's it kind awesome. of circling back, it was like, it sounds kind of witchy, but a nun is doing it. And it's like, I set up a meeting to go meet her and just like ask some questions about what Reiki is. Mm -hmm. And she was like, what would you like me to check on today? And I was like, what? Mm -hmm. I, and they only, or she only practiced on other women in the monastery. So like, it was Mm -hmm. not advertised that she, she doesn't do it for outsiders, but she said like, well, I've told you a little bit about it now let's do it on you. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like I did not go in and I had to like get permission to go into their living quarters because it's like Mm. the monastery. So we get in there and she just explained everyone has energy and there's no such thing as bad energy. There's just too much energy in one place. So she said, Mm. what I'm going to do. And she said, I'm going to lay my hands on you and move the energy to the right place. So do you have any issues? And I said, well, I'm getting over a concussion. I got a concussion a couple of weeks ago and I've just been Mm -hmm. dealing with a lot of headaches. And so she mainly focused on like my head, neck and like pushing the energy elsewhere. But it was so interesting to hear someone who's literally devoted their life to their faith doing 
something like Reiki. And it said, yeah. I just think it goes to show like there's not one way to be healthy. It is not right. one single thing. It's a Absolutely. whole, what is it? Not spectrum, but it's a whole, like there's just so many avenues of different ways you can add yeah. to your health. So, right. Absolutely. And when I started this, like, you know, looking into all of this, I was super religious. Like I'd grown up in a very high demand religion. And even with all of that background, it still made sense to me because I was like, it doesn't really matter what you believe. Like, it doesn't matter what you call higher power, God, the universe, spirit, Allah, whatever it is, it's all the same. Like, we're all connected because we all come from that one single source, regardless of what name you call it. And so it made sense to me that we were all connected. And yeah. when I what like for the first two years of my business, I was very religious. And so for a lot of people, that was their drawing point to me is like, I was very religious and I had this alternative healing method. And so they felt comfortable coming to me because of right. that. I've shifted a little bit and have like gone on a faith journey and transition. And I've yet to have anybody like give me a bad time about it because my, like my core principles still are maintained. Like we still come from the same source. We're still connected by energy, by love from, by divine organization. Right. Also, I wanted to point out because I was reading through the questions I had asked you. Oh, yeah. So we're both 29. Oh, hey, when's your birthday? Uh, November 9th. So I just turned 29. Oh, so you're a Scorpio. I am a Scorpio. Oh, I love a good Scorpio. Yep. I always say the hardest signs to date, but the best lovers. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, I, uh, when I tell people I'm a Scorpio, they're like, not surprised. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but you're from Alabama and I'm up in Minnesota. And I would say I do not hear that much of what I thought Alabama was going to sound like because I don't know yes. people from Alabama. <laughs> well, I'm not from Alabama. I just live here temporarily. I grew up in Michigan. Okay. Okay. Uh, then that sounds okay. Yes. Cause I was like, we're sounding a lot more alike than I thought right. we would. Like the nasal ending to certain words. Yes. <laughs> I like trying to keep it in check. Cause I've lived, I've lived in Montana. I've lived in Hawaii, but I'm from Michigan. That's where I was raised. Okay. Okay. Um, my husband's in the army. And so right now we're in Alabama because this is where they train all of the pilots for all of the armed forces. Yes. So that's we're here for like the next, uh, year and a half. And then we don't know where we're going after that. But yes, for now I'm in Alabama. I okay. don't have a Southern accent. Yeah, but... No, I was like, I'm not hearing like any sort of draw or anything. Like, Yeah. <laughs> so you also have some kiddos and some doggos or a doggo? Have... I have zero oh, dogs. Never mind. I said, kids. yep, never mind. I said, do you have any kids, dogs? So you have two boys. I have two boys. Yes. And they're both human. <laughs> yeah, both, yeah, both human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old and Sammy, my two-year-old, he just turned two on Thanksgiving. Okay. Um. So he's a Scorpio Sagittarius cusp and he is very emotional and very spicy. And yes. That's us. <laughs> he's so sweet. Um. All of us are cusps. Me, yeah. my husband, both my boys were all on like that 21st, 22nd, 23rd oh, of cool. whatever our respective months are. So we just have a lot of big emotions in this house. Yeah. Well, my my daughters are four and two as or two and three. My oldest turns mm -hmm. four in February. So I know the chaos that you deal with. Oh <laughs> There's so much. So we kind of talked about this a little bit, but do you want to talk a little bit more about how you got into energy healing? Mm, yeah. So growing up, I watched my grandparents do muscle testing. And so for me, when it was explained to me like the energetic way, it was no big deal. Cause I'd seen my grandpa like muscle test my grandma and ask like, are these supplements good for Betty? If yes, test strong. 
<laughs> so that was like my first introduction at a very young age, watching my grandparents do that. Um, and then when I got to college, I was really struggling with anxiety, depression, PTSD from lots of complex trauma. And I had just gotten married and my husband had left for four and a half months for an army training in different countries. And I ended up with insomnia on top of it all. And so I was, I was awake till like the most ridiculous hours of the night, still a full-time college student and a full-time employee. And my friend in one of my classes told me that she was getting certified for uh, the body code and she was looking for volunteers to practice on. So she practiced on me. And not only did she get rid of my insomnia, but it also started releasing a lot of that too much energy, that stagnant, stuck, Mm -hmm. intense emotions from like childhood trauma. And I was like, what the heck? Like, this doesn't make sense, but it does make sense. Like, how is this working? And how can I do this? Because I want to, like, it gave me so many more results than just therapy, which I'd had benefits from, but this was like, I mean, it was releasing so much stuff. So then, um, I want to say two years later, I'd, I'd started practicing on myself between my session with my friend and getting certified myself so I could start practicing on other people. And once I started my business in 2020, yeah. the year of small business creation, I know <laughs> after I started, I got certified in the emotion code and then the body code. And then I learned about EFT tapping and I learned about Reiki and I learned about hypnotherapy. Like I just started to see that there were so many avenues that I could support people with. I just wanted to learn them all. And so I did learn a whole bunch of them. I like fire hydranted myself with information <laughs> and training and certification so that I could individually help people because some people might be comfortable with Reiki and someone might be more comfortable with hypnotherapy or the body code or the emotion code. So I just, that's how I got started is I had really wonderful results myself mm-hmm. and I started practicing for my certification on other people and they saw really amazing results. So then I just, I was sold long term yeah. to help people also release the past, release their baggage so that they can enjoy their present life more and plan for a happier future. Right. Was there anyone who was skeptical of what you were doing? <laughs> like, and how yes. did you deal that? How did you deal with that? Because Oh my gosh. Okay. So in the beginning, when I first started my business, I was so like unjaded, you know, in the (laughs) business world, I was like, I just want to help everyone. And I had a friend who was going through, um, like a really intense pregnancy. She was in the hospital all the time. And I just reached out to her. We had waited tables together before college, before my energy healing days. I was like, Hey, I just, I would love to support you on this. Like, you don't even have to pay me. Like, I'm just I just want to support moms, you know? And she was like, I don't believe in snake oils. And I was like, what is snake oils? So I went and Googled snake oils. Yeah. Please tell me. (laughs) Yes. Snake oils is essentially like the original scam artist where you would sell people oil and claim that it could like be miraculous for you. But really it was just a scam. Mm. And so she was basically telling me that I was a scam. And I, you ask how I handled it back then. I did not handle it well. I was like (laughs) heartbroken, so offended and just like, so afraid then at that point, I was like, oh my gosh, how many people are going to judge me? How many people are going to think that I really am a witch? And like now years later, I'm like, witches are not terrible. It's just that people have given them a really bad (laughs) Right. (laughs) And, um, but I, 
And I had people who were like referring friends to me that would come skeptical and they'd use me as like a lie detector. Mm. And they're like, okay, since my subconscious can give you yes and no questions or answers, have I been to this country? I'm going to see if you really know what you're doing. And I was like, uh, okay. Like in the beginning of my people pleasing releasing days, I was like, okay, sure. I'll, I'll do that for you. Yeah. And anyway, so yes, people really skeptical. And then I started to recognize that what I had to offer was really valuable. And I changed my prices to attract people who were willing to invest in the process rather than just like, you know, pay me $30 and call it good and come to a phone call with me and just like berate me the whole time or tell me they didn't believe in what I had to offer. And I'm like, then why, like, why would you waste your money? Why'd you give me $30 to tell me all the things you don't like about what I do? Right. So now, now it's almost like a vetting process. Like people won't invest in me at my price point unless they actually believe in it and want to find results. And so some people will claim that like, oh, energy healing is really expensive. But I think a lot of it comes down to is as healers, we have to have boundaries because of what we're sharing and because of what we're giving and because we're holding space for you as a human. And if you're skeptical, like not only does it like get in the way of the work for me, but it gets in the way of the results for you. Right. You're just setting yourself up for self-sabotage. You're wasting your time, your money, because you're convincing yourself it's not going to work and positive or negative, the placebo effect totally works Mm -hmm. as well as the opposite of where you actually have results because it actually works too. Now I just like, don't care as much as I used to. (laughs) I think I just have a slightly thicker skin. Um, But even then, like if really close to me, people say things, then it does kind of hurt like pour salt in that original wound that I think still has a little bit of trapped emotions surrounding it. Um, But again, like you can't please everybody in the world. And if you're expecting to, then it just makes it harder for you to show up authentically. And you become so vanilla that nobody wants to talk to you at all because you're not offering anything about yourself or your products or your business or anything for them. It's just like, you're so neutral you don't want to make anybody mad, but then you don't make anybody interested or excited or motivated or inspired either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like what you said about like the placebo effect. Cause I am a firm believer that it, whether you think it's working or it's actually working, if it worked, it worked. Like whether it was placebo yes. effect or whatnot, <laughs> exactly. I am, I believe that so much that I, and because I used to get really, and this is going to be like a really random tidbit here, but I used to, after I had my daughter, Um, my first daughter, I had an epidural and I had these horrible, horrible headaches. And I, they put me on one headache medicine and then they put me on another headache medicine. And then they put me on preventative headache medicine and nothing was doing anything. And I just told them, I'm like, I don't want to have to take a pill every day to not get a headache. I think there's something more going on here. Flash forward to 2023, essentially three years Mm -hmm. of having headaches I think actually it was more so like two and a half years of having headaches. I started looking at the symptoms of headaches and realized, no, these are migraines. These are not headaches. Mm -hmm. And I have migraines almost every single day. And it was getting so bad to the point that like, I literally would sit and like rub my brow and just like sit there and have to like continuously rub my head to like feel any sort Mm -hmm. of relief because of the pressure. And then I got put on migraine medicine and it wasn't working. And then they said, Uh oh, take this. And then it wasn't working. So I was so angry because I was like, I have been trying medicine for the past two and a half years 
the only thing that had semi worked was peppermint essential oil. And Mm. I would rub that like on my temples on on my neck. And I just smelled like peppermint all the time for that, (laughs) like two and a half years, which was great because I felt relief. And I would tell people whether it's placebo or it's actually working, me rubbing peppermint all over me is making me feel better. Well, then flash forward, I started getting really annoyed and looked at alternate treatments for migraines. And then Mm. I saw that Botox was an option Mm -hmm. to treat migraines. So I went to a neurologist and I had everything prepared. And she said, well, insurance is going to want to see that you've tried at least three migraine medicines and failed them. And you have to try them each for six weeks. And I lost it. And I just said, listen, I don't know why people are discrediting me. I, and I hate that I have to like sometimes throw this out, but I'm like, I'm a college educated woman. Like I Mm -hmm. know what I'm talking about. My like capstone was intercultural health communication. There are other things Mm -hmm. out there, but I just said, I am not going to try another medicine for six weeks because they wouldn't count the headache medicine as migraine medicine. And one of them was more reactive than preventative. And they wanted to see me on preventative. And Mm -hmm. I just kind of lost it to the point the neurologist like her first response after I went on a tangent was I'm not a pill pusher and I'm like then don't push a pill on me if you are not Uh a pill pusher I'm like then don't push a pill on me and write me this referral for Botox and I will deal with insurance I'm like I'm not afraid of insurance I can be the meanest person to customer service sometimes (laughs) and that's something I would like to work on in 2024 it's not (laughs) their fault but I told her I said I have been dealing with this for two and a half years at this point. Let me, so, and I had also paid for Botox out of pocket and Mm -hmm. had it put in my temples and it made a night and day difference. So Mm -hmm. I would, then I was going back to the neurologist saying, I just got Botox in my forehead because of what I've been reading. I paid out of pocket for it. And so then she was like, okay, I think I'm going to send it to insurance. Insurance approved it in a second even though I didn't have three medicines. So I was like, don't, don't fall back on that insurance needs to see X, Y, and Z. Cause I can bark up a tree to insurance and like make it work. Sorry about that. Oh we God. had a <laughs> um, backstory. I am at the gym right now using someone's office to record this podcast because my babysitter <laughs> fell through and I felt bad that we had like canceled so many times. So I was like, We'll do it here. So we'll see how long Maisie is quiet for. Maisie's on my lap now, but she's just having a hard day. So I get it. I get it. I started, I started a podcast. I want to say like 2021. It was a very short lived moment for me, but part of it was like, I gave myself permission to never edit anything. I was like, you know what? (laughs) Like you're going to hear the kids in the background. Sometimes it'll be outside. Sometimes it'll be inside, but I'm a mom and I can't just like edit that out of my life. Right. I want to or need to in order for like people to want to hear what I have to say. So I just let it be what it was. I love that. Well, Maisie, can you say hi? Hi. 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 Yeah. Can you say, can you say Maisie Grace? Nope. You just sit (laughs) eat your applesauce. That's fine. I feel you. So, okay. Sorry. What were we talking about when I had to run away and go change a diaper? <laughs> oh my gosh. What were we talking about? Um, Botox. Oh, yes. And yes, pill pushing and your neurologist. Yes. The, the, the medical system <laughs> failing women. Yeah. So flash forward to present day, I do get that Botox done from a neurologist and it's weird. Yeah. They put it in my shoulders and my back and the, like the back of my head, which is the grossest area to get Botox because it's disgusting feeling needles go into the back of your scalp. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I've been like 
I can tell the difference when like the Botox is wearing off and then like how bad my Mm -hmm. migraines get again. But just to go to show there's different ways you can treat stuff, not just pills. And so I was really glad that that's what's happened. But now I'm laughing because I'm like, it's too expensive when I get it done at the, from the neurologist. And I might actually just go back to a regular, like clinic because it costs way less than, so I got to figure out what my avenue of payment for this and where I'm going to get it done because the Botox I got done in clinic where she said, oh, it may help with your migraines work just as well as the six syringes the neurologist puts into me. I know when she said, I think it's like 150 or like 180 or 160 or some ridiculous amount of units of Botox they do when it's for migraines. Yeah. Well, and they put in your, I like the ones in the shoulders, the shoulders and I I wonder if that's because like women tend to carry their like tension and their stress in their shoulders and then putting some pressure on that like helps relax Mm -hmm. me too because when I get the Botox in my shoulders, which is like the weirdest area to get Botox, but I feel so much better afterwards. Absolutely. And I was just talking about this with a friend the other day, because there's, there's these terms for like people who are more holistic or like looking for alternatives as being crunchy or silky for those who like, don't like the alternatives. And I'm like, I'm a good scrunchie, Mm. you know, I'm like, I get my nails done, but I use like aluminum free fragrance, free deodorant. And like I do energy healing and I go to a chiropractor first to see if I can't address something then. And at the same time, like my first child was born via emergency C-section. I had an epidural. I like, that was mine. Meta was also emergency C-section. Right. And then, and then I opted for like a trial home birth and ended up with like an unmedicated VBAC for my second. And so it's like, there's just this balance and like beautiful respect for recognizing that you can exist in both worlds and like you get to choose. Right. My big thing is just like helping oh, women. It was just like, I finally felt empowered to make my own choices and trust my own body. Mm-hmm. It's like women have literally been giving birth since the beginning of humankind. And We've just not been educated on one, how to understand our bodies, our cycles. Like there's four different phases in our menstrual cycle. And like, I didn't learn about that till like five years ago. And I'm still mad that I didn't know about it all growing up. Yeah. I actually went to um, a speech the other day. My friend, they had like a little, like a workshop, a women's workshop. So one person talked about like branding your business. Another person talked about um, your cycles and syncing up your cycles with whatnot. I once told someone like two years ago that if I was able to like internalize and address every single thing that my child ever taught me or like lesson it triggered in me, I would never need any like therapist or coach ever again. (laughs) But like children trigger all of the unhealed parts of you as a child. Mm. And so then trying to address that with like a heightened nervous system in the moment with like a child whose nervous system is also heightened. And so you're both in fight or flight and like your cortisol levels are high. It's like, no wonder you need a therapist. Right. (laughs) One of my questions to you was, what is your biggest takeaway from energy healing? And what would you want people to know about energy healing or maybe try if -hmm. they are skeptical or interested in learning more? One of my biggest takeaways, I, I have a couple. One of my biggest ones is that emotions are energy in motion. So how you show up now in a moment, what emotions are triggered is not because of like the present moment emotion. It's because you've felt this same thing in the past multiple times. 
And so now that energy, that original energy, the emotion you felt from the original experience is now in motion. That's what's showing up today. It's like the time you felt abandoned at 10 and the time you felt embarrassed at 15 and the time you felt rejected at 20. And now you're at 25 and you're feeling all of those things again because it got triggered in a certain situation. And so those emotions are in motion. They're flowing in your life. And for me, that made me feel so much better. Not that I like want to be reactive in my life, but it made me feel better knowing like there's an explanation behind all of this. Right. And the second takeaway is like energy healing is accessible. And so when you learn about all the different emotions, like you can literally just Google, like, here's the chart of all of the emotions. And it's not just like anger and sadness and right it's not not insides out five characters have you seen that movie (laughs) oh i love that movie i just watched it like a couple months ago but it's like it's more than just those there's Mm -hmm. like 90 different emotions and one i think so getting like that chart online and just looking at all these emotions and really starting to ask yourself like what am I feeling in this moment? Like, is it anger or is it something else? Mm. Is it happiness? Is it something else? Is it sadness? Or is it like you're, you're longing for something? You feel disappointed. You feel like you're missing out, whatever it is. That is like a really good starting point. So people can find awareness about themselves and about other people. And the other way it's really accessible is YouTube. Yeah. (laughs) YouTube has so many resources. Like you can learn how to muscle test by Googling or YouTubing tutorials on how to do the sway test, how to do um, the ring and ring method or the pendulum method, whatever it is, like you can learn how to do that. And then go to um, discoverhealing.com and get the free training or the free resource for learning how to do the emotion code on yourself. And you can find those trapped emotions, that too much, that intense stuck energy, and you can find it and you can release it from your body. And you don't have to pay anything for it. Right. And so I don't want people to feel like there's a paywall for healing ever. Just because it's alternative and holistic doesn't mean that it's not accessible to you. You just have to know where to find it. So now you know some places where to find it. And once you experience those things, people start to recognize like, oh, wow, like my body and my mind really do want to talk to me. And they just, I wasn't taught how to listen. And like, this is one of those ways where you get to learn how to listen to your body, like learning emotional awareness and asking yourself, how does that feel in my body? Where am I feeling that emotion? Is it tightness in my chest? Is there a knot in my stomach? Do I feel like there's a ball in my throat? Do I feel tension in my head? Learning how to listen to your body is paramount to learning how to trust yourself and feeling safe in your body again, especially after trauma. Yeah. Because all that trauma is stored in your body somewhere. And it's just finding a way to, it's trying to find a way to get it out of your body. So you don't have to live in your trauma responses. Right. Um, And then if you find that you really enjoy it, then you can go seek out another practitioner. You can seek out someone like me or someone who can do it in your area in person. I do notice there's a difference with people who want someone in person. They feel more comfortable, like meeting someone face-to-face versus well, but I think the pandemic kind of like switched that up for a lot of people too. I know I've never met my therapist in person. Like Same. I have only ever had via Zoom, which sometimes I'm like, would it be better if I was in person? Mm-hmm. Would it be worse? Like, I don't know, but I've yeah. only ever done therapy remote. Yeah. After since 2022. Yeah. Since 2020. But yeah, it's, 
it's become so accessible. That's what I feel like the pandemic gave us a few things. One, it gave us more trauma, but two, it gave us like this whole reset in a way of like what's accessible to us now. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really loved about that reset is like one, a lot of people were reset to what they wanted out of life, what they didn't want out of life. And they were willing to move things around for that. And, and that's why we saw so many small businesses start oh, up yeah. though, because people had a passion and they realized like, okay, if I, where's my creative outlet going to be and how am I going to yep. keep my sanity? And it does make me really sad to see so many businesses closing now. Oh, I and, know. Um, you know, not just, I see it more so on like the creative side that there were so many people who started polymer clay earrings. And that's what I actually started yeah. crafting mama Mer with. Yeah. Um, and I still do it. I just haven't done it lately because I don't have a studio right now. Mm-hmm. But um, so many people are closing their businesses and shutting down. And it makes me sad because at what point were we, you know, at 2020 where everyone was just like, I have nothing else to do. Yeah. And this is what is going to make me happy that I'm like mm-hmm. three years later. Did we all let that go or what happened? Yeah. And so Society um, shifts. I mean, we prioritize what we're allowed to prioritize. And if we don't, if we don't allow it, then it doesn't become a priority. There's um, a book I read by, what is her name? Barbara Stanley. It's called Sacred Success. She specifically talks about the principle of scheduling your priority, your priorities or prioritizing your schedule. Mm. And that made such a big difference for me because I'm like, what do I actually want to do in my life? Do I want to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, because somebody told me to do it and then I'll fit all my things that make me happy in there somewhere. Right. Or do I want to schedule the things that make me happy and then let things go that don't make me happy and try and fit those in somewhere instead. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So I have one question, one more question, and then we'll kind of wrap it up. But what would you say is the best thing you can do with energy healing and relationships when you're like either Mm -hmm. dealing with a breakup Mm -hmm. or like, You know, yes. where, where does energy healing and breakups come in? Because I think that when I told people energy healing, a lot of people were like, oh, I want to hear more. But I yes. think specifically they want to hear more about like, how do oh we get gosh. over these like shitty things that have happened yes. to us in the past? <laughs> oh, I can say from personal experience and as a practitioner and for myself, that energy healing is like, it is so supportive. It's so supportive. So like, even though I've been in a long-term relationship with my husband, like we still go through periods of time where like we have to like basically burn everything down and restart all over again. And so there's heartbreak in that there's devastation and like, oh, the expectations I had for how this season of my life would look completely gone. They're destroyed. All hopes are lost. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so supporting myself through that with energy healing was huge because if you are able to release the energy that's holding those limits in place, then you open yourself up to being, you have more capacity to hold more possibilities in your mind. Like it doesn't have to look a certain way. You don't have to have certain expectations. And a lot of the time, those expectations come from poorly modeled relationships from our past that taught us that that was the only way to make us happy is if our relationship looked a certain way. And I've helped multiple women specifically like right after breakups. Like I have one specific friend, her breakup was devastating. And then I helped her through another breakup like three years later. But really what it is, is like she was able to feel the grief and be validated that it was okay to feel those things. And also recognize like it's a two-way street 
and recognize she was worth more than what she was getting in return. And also recognize like the part where she played in the deterioration of the relationship and how she would like to move forward with that in her next relationship. So energy healing and coaching, like really what it is, is it's supporting you to feel all of those emotions without making any of them wrong or bad. Well, and not to feel like crazy for feeling something and not to feel like invalidated and like not to feel gaslit and all of those fun (laughs) words that we love to have thrown at us. (laughs) Yeah. It's like all of the parts that you abandoned in yourself, in your relationship now are brought forward. And you're like, you're grieving the loss of the relationship because it was supposed to look different. It looked different in your mind and you didn't get that. So now you're experiencing grief. And two, you don't, a lot of people get lost in their relationship. And so they don't really know who they are. Like they've given up parts of themselves along the way. And so work like this helps you to find and like re reignite who you are to yourself, like learning who you are, what you like, what you don't like, and recognizing like you can have boundaries and healthy relationships moving forward because now you know what you like, what you don't like, And it supports clearing out the low self-esteem, the low self-confidence to where you would put yourself in that same situation again. So it's like, get rid of the pattern from the past, get rid of the program and all of the trapped emotions that are stored in your body that make it easier for you to show up as the victim or as that's really the biggest thing is like showing up as the victim or showing up as like the perpetrator in the relationship. Like we all carry those parts of those roles inside of ourselves. And so when we can find them and address them and let them go, it makes it so much easier to welcome in someone who we actually want in our lives, right? who can support those things because we begin to trust ourselves so much that we don't have to abandon ourselves anymore for somebody else in order to feel loved. We begin to have enough love for ourselves that that's enough instead of feeling like you have to go get someone to make you whole you recognize you're whole enough as a person and this is just complimentary. And that's really the beauty of it all is like you begin to recognize that like you're enough and you still want someone to share that enoughness with. You said beauty and I was just sitting here thinking like, yeah, that was beautiful. What you said, that was very, (laughs) that was very nice. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) It's really, it's really beautiful to see it happen for other people. Like really just letting go of the things that are getting in your own way, like letting go of the self-sabotaging patterns and the ideas, like those limiting beliefs that I have to sacrifice success to be, you know, a happy wife and mother. Like I I can't have all who said you can't have all of it. Like who said that you can't have happiness and a successful business and be like an involved mother and have a successful, happy, like nervous system, feel good relationship. Like we were taught that at some point and we can also unlearn it. Yeah. Yeah. It's time to unlearn. Well, again, you, you had said that you offer virtual coaching too, correct? So it doesn't mean that people have to be in Alabama to come support you. (laughs) (laughs) No. um, Like I started my business in 2020 when only virtual anything was available. And so now it's almost like weird when I get to be with people in person, like I love it, but I'm also used to working with people almost exclusively online. So I've worked with people all over the world in Europe in Bali and oh, so Nepal and it all over sh- the US yeah and it just just shows like how small our world actually is like that you can connect and help with everyone and like you said like you can yes. feel their energy and yeah 
it's really cool it's really fun um i love supporting people to like live not like my best life but like the best for you life your happiest life like your favorite life is my goal for you i love that well, again, thank you, Reagan, for coming on today. Yeah. And thanks for putting through the technical oh, difficulties and the toddler difficulties. And you can support Reagan. Her Instagram is healing through holism. And I will take it in the show notes, too. So reach out, follow her. But Reagan, thank you again for being on here. We figured thank it out. And yeah, I'm doing a remote podcast. So I appreciate um, it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you are welcome. So thank you for listening to Crafty Mama Murr, a podcast for all things crafting, mom life, and Miranda. Find me on any social media as Crafty Mama Murr and follow along for more parts. Bye. (laughs) Yay.